0: Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv spongebobpodcast where it's not only the official home to our sister show Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com people slash where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show including our official logo which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts stickers duvet covers and even a shower curtain this is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan driven any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated thank you and enjoy Ladies and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of Spongebob Squarepants. But I'm sure you've already seen, we're taking a bit of a detour through the second season to look at the very first Spongebob Squarepants PC game that was released on September 24th, 2001, Spongebob Squarepants, Operation Krabby Patty. Uh, to explain the... Um, placement of this episode. It's weird because a lot of season two wasn't released in chronological order. They kind of released it kind of all over the place throughout the year, as you've probably seen. But we went in order of the production of the show. So um, this just was kind of the easiest placement since it came in September. I just decided to place it here. It just felt like a a good, good break before we get to Shanghai next week. Uh, but Operation Krabby Patty, I actually have a lot of history with because it was the first SpongeBob game I ever owned on my PC. I owned this before I eventually got the PC version of Nicktoons Racing, if if I remember correctly. Um, now we're we're talking we're talking you know more than 20 years ago that I'm I'm trying to remember. Um and I didn't own that many PC games so you would think I remember which one I got but there was this good stretch of a year or two where I was really into playing these games on my PC. It wasn't a very long time and I didn't have a very powerful computer. It wasn't able to play that much. I can't even tell you the brand if it was a Dell or a Gateway. I I know we had Windows um I know we had Windows XP running on that. We definitely didn't have Vista by the time we didn't have this home computer, but I had a lot of the Nickelodeon PC games. I didn't play all of them. I missed out on a few, which I I do hope to eventually record and upload um, gameplay of with, with commentary through YouTube uh, down the road, but for the PC games I did own, I owned... Uh, the Rugrats Adventure Game, which is one of my favorite point-and-click point adventures of all time. Uh, the Rugrats Movie Activity Game, which is, you know, a little addicting, but repetitive at the same time. Um, and Operation Krabby Patty, along with Nicktoons Racing, those were my four Nickelodeon PC games that, that you know, held me through this time of, of getting into them. I owned other PC games as well, a few Sonic 1s, Sonic R, I never played on the Saturn Oh, I played mine on the PC very early on, um, and learned to love that game because of it. I when you're when you're a kid who doesn't have much, you, you learn to appreciate the things you you can get. Now, to some kids, I had more video games than they did, but it was simply because it was the only other thing I was into other than art and movies. Um, I, I enjoyed video games, and uh, my mother and father both would were very generous in trying to get me any game. Uh, that I was very interested in. But at the same time, I didn't ask for a lot. It's it's crazy, you know, sometimes just for doing a good deed or having a good day at school or a good week at school. um, If I had like a spectacular day, sure. Hey, let's let's get you something. But, uh, you know, I I got in trouble a lot when I was in elementary school. And as I got a little bit older there, um, I I started they started rewarding me for being a little bit better. And that kind of helped get out of that phase of just being an obnoxious kid in school. And around this time, like during this PC time is is when I think things mellowed out for me. Um but let's get to the game here. Operation Krabby Patty is is the very first SpongeBob PC game, although it's not the first PC game he would ever appear in, that being Nicktoon's Racing, but this is the first game being billed under SpongeBob SquarePants. Now these days this game is a bit of a joke, a bit of a meme. People look at the cutscenes, and it's it's laughable, but at the same time, going back to when this was released, this was a pretty awesome game to have. Uh, if you were a SpongeBob fan, this really wasn't bad. You enjoyed it. Um, expectations were low at the time for PC games, at least for the kid ones. There were certainly great, great PC experiences that you can have by 2001, but for the for the real young children market the licensed games the expectations were incredibly low so if it was a little bit repetitive okay would a kid really notice that it was padded pretty much i don't know i didn't notice as a kid i enjoyed playing the game i enjoyed beating the game that was um there's always something nice about beating a game even if it's a one that you don't ever return to again and you're like hey been there done that wasn't that good but I beat it. Like, that feels good. So this isn't that terrible to go through and play because um, I was able to get the game running on my PC. Now, unlike uh, for Legend of the Lost Spatula for the Game Boy, I did live stream a bit of gameplay with that, hung out with a few of you. Um, But unfortunately, getting old PC games streaming was a little bit Uh, Out of my expertise now I I know how to stream I know about getting programs and stuff to run with the amount of time I had set for myself I was setting myself up for failure I couldn't get the stream to run Um, but I'm able to record gameplay so. Uh, along with Legend of the Lost Spatula, I'm going to start recording the gameplays I have of these games and releasing them through our YouTube channel. For those of you that enjoy, you know, let's plays, you'll have kind of a central hub for pretty much all of the SpongeBob games in one spot. Uh, so even though live streaming was was out of the question for this game, uh, playing it was still very easy to get done. And and as long as you have any modern computer, it should be able to handle this. You at least you at least need a minimum of Windows 98. So even for some of you still rocking a Windows Vista computer, you can still run Operation Krabby Patty on your computer. Um, now, recently I found out that this game that that my mother purchased in a store was eventually given away for free through cereal boxes, uh, I'm guessing a few years later. Um, so some of you who have... Memories of this game may have memories of it coming out of your cereal box and a free game, this like weird early Spongebob game that you got for free. Um, hey, I hope you found enjoyment with it at that point, like the fact that it was given to you out of cereal. I hope then your expectations were so minimally low that you were able to find some sort of enjoyment out of this. Because I, I think that even though the experience uh, might be a bit shallow, I think it's it's worth more than free. So if you can get it for free, hey, that's a deal. Anyway, let's get to the game. The game opens up in SpongeBob's bedroom. We get a bit of a dream sequence that has this weird mishmash of different events that happen in cutscenes in the game. Um, some that... It, in the moment are supposed to be jokes but they're just like given to you here i don't know for some reason they're just spoiling some of the the future jokes or maybe they think some kids won't get that far so they just wanted to show off some of their work totally totally fair there uh, but we start in SpongeBob's bedroom, which is not done in a 3D way. It's it's completely two dimensional, and you have a few options here: uh, exiting the game, looking at the the cutscenes that you unlock, and you also have what is called the right side and wrong side of the bed. Uh, the right side opens up SpongeBob's front door, and he looks pretty stoked about it. The wrong side has Gary being kidnapped off, completely yanked off screen. His food knocks over and Spongebob has a shocked face. These are two different story modes within Operation Krabby Patty. And we're going to start on the wrong side of the bed, unfortunately, for those who, who like getting up on the right side of the bed. Today, today we're going wrong. Uh, Plankton at this point captures Gary. And it's it's crazy because all throughout Sponge on the Run... Um, during its, its build-up and the story coming out, knowing that Plankton had something to do with Gary being snail-napped, or uh, at least just it happening in general, I completely forgot that one of the earliest events in SpongeBob history involves Plankton capturing Gary, stealing Gary. This is the first SpongeBob PC game, and this is a, a plot point. So, Wow like they had this super early on as a possibility um you know that that kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit more that they it took them that long to go back to the well because uh from this point until sponge on the run i don't think plankton ever really really took gary like that but uh here he is taking him um now the the game is built by four different mini games that you play in different orders on each side of the bed. Um, When you play the wrong side, you're going to play the same five mini-games that you do on the right side, but you're going to play them in a different order, and they may feature a different character as well. Uh, So you're not just always playing as Spongebob. So once Spongebob awakens and figures out that Gary has been kidnapped, he finds a tape recorder that was left to him by Plankton that mentions that he stole Gary and that Spongebob would have to fulfill a few demands for him to get Gary back, with his first demand being that Spongebob uh, gets his learner's permit, Um, which is absolutely crazy that it would just... I don't know. This the story here is a little weird. Like why would Plankton demand that? And also, the fact that SpongeBob does get his learner's permit is is pretty crazy. They didn't outright give him a license, but when you get a learner's permit, it's it's essentially a fast track to you getting a license. So, um so the first mini game here is where you're driving around a track at Mrs. Puff's boating school. The mini-games, though, the entire game itself is pretty much at an uh, isometric view of the world, and you have a 3D sprite of a character that you control using the mouse. Now, I have heard that the game uses controller support. I had not tried this out, although I may when I go back to record more footage for the uh, for the gameplay of it um but i used the mouse simply because that's what i remembered using as a kid and and figured you know i want to i want to replay it now all these years later so you're you're pointing the mouse and your character is is following wherever your mouse goes that can be an annoying play style especially if you've just never played it or haven't played it in a long time it's been a while since i i played a game like that and um but it was like riding a bike i you know got used to its um, functions soon enough although it's it's not really ideal uh, in in my opinion and once you complete this stage when you do the tasks that are at hand Spongebob does indeed get his learner's permit and it's crazy uh, to see that it, he has it in that his photo in his learner's permit has him in his uh, cuddly crab uniform Um, the fact that he brought that for the picture is absolutely incredible. Kudos to SpongeBob. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's maybe at the time it's minimal effort to pull in a picture like that, pull in a reference to the show, but it's one of those things that, you know, with other licensed games, you don't see teams do that very simple idea. And they, they just skate by as quick as possible to cash that paycheck. Um, who you know hey whoever decided to get that picture i imagine they were at least somewhat of a fan of spongebob to put that reference in there and it was really cool to see uh after getting his learner's permit eventually he finds uh another tape recorder which by this time let me just say here's my one annoyance with these graphics um if you've never seen them the first time seeing and watching them is a little jaunting the the cgi cutscenes. uh are not the best that Spongebob and company have looked in 3D, but I would argue at the time that this came out, it it wasn't that bad. Like, we hadn't seen Spongebob in 3D that many times, and to have the voice actors here, to see those voices come out of these models, it, it's not that bad. Um, sh- like I said, it's become a joke for, for a lot of younger people who you know have grown up in a world with at least decently modeled SpongeBob games with decently modeled cutscenes and now two theatrical movies that feature a CGI SpongeBob so going back and watching these yeah it's a little bit of a joke but they are you know what get past the jokiness part back in 2001 I loved seeing these cutscenes some things about them were a little bit weird the some of the writing but uh here's the one complaint I have the the animation Shows that when anyone is listening to this tape recorder, um, they visualized, you know, the cartoon effect that you would see like little lines come out of the speaker as you can visually see sound. So somebody just decided to have these big old 3D cones come jutting out of the tape recorder as Plankton is talking. Uh, It looked terrible on my computer when I was a kid. It looks terrible on my computer now as an adult. Uh, whoever animated that, that was, that was a bad choice. Maybe you just didn't want blank tape recorder, but uh, the cones look terrible. Uh, anyway, so Patrick and, and SpongeBob go to jellyfish fields. They have to collect, uh, jellyfish. This is the jellyfish field stage, which you would think you're collecting jellyfish with a net, but in fact uh you have a nice little like one of the catcher pop guns that they had during Sandy's rocket shooting at all the different jellyfish. Uh so in this stage you are playing as both SpongeBob and Patrick, which is is a nice change up but still the the controls are very much the same, the isometric view. The one cool thing about this level as mentioned uh in I'm your biggest fanatic is that big Lenny, the jellyfish, uh the the big jellyfish with the mean face is actually a uh Uh, like a jellyfish in this level that you got to watch out for. And he's on the map and whatnot. Uh, It's once again, one of those little references that they did not have to, they did not have to put it in the game, but they just, you know, Hey, maybe they were only watched, you know, allowed to watch a handful of episodes. And luckily they were able to watch. I'm your biggest fanatic fanatic to get an idea of jellyfish fields on a bigger level. And boom, they saw that picture of big Lenny. And they're like, we have to have that picture in our video game. Uh, so, like, that, you know, say what you will about the cutscenes, say what you will about the gameplay, say what you will about the game. Throwing Big Lenny as a villain in, in the jellyfish level is, like, you cannot be negative about that. You, like, that has to be the one takeaway that's positive, even if you hate this game. It, because it's just never been done before. I've never seen Big Lenny in another uh, SpongeBob video game. Um, I sure... Sh- why has he never been used as a villain during Jellyfish Fields? I That would be pretty cool. He seems like a bad dude. Did you see the boil that he left on that guy's face? Come on now. So after the boys get their jelly in Jellyfish Fields for Plankton, Plankton demands some Krabby Patties, in which we get to our uh, next collect-a-thon type stage, isometric view It's SpongeBob collecting all the Krabby Patty ingredients. Um, I would say one of my... <sighs> One of the more favorable mini games is the Krabby Patty one. I don't know. I, I found it enjoyable as a kid, kind of in a way that I, I, I just relaxing. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It, it's a very easy level to beat. You know, it's this game is definitely made for kids. Like a young kid could easily beat this game. Um I I don't know. The this the Krabby Patty level I always just enjoyed um something about it. Maybe just the fact that you're building a Krabby Patty for the first time uh ever. Really. Like think about it. There there was no other game where you were getting the ingredients for a Krabby Patty. This was the first one, so maybe that was it. Deep down inside that was the reason. Uh after you get the Krabby Patties, um SpongeBob, the sea ants at this point are still a part of the story. Um the but they just kind of mess things up. Uh, they Plankton instructs the army of sea ants to take the Krabby Patties to uh, the Chum Bucket, but they instead bring the Krabby Patties to SpongeBob's house. So there's there's that that happens. Um, SpongeBob gets another uh, another uh, recorder from Plankton, who instructs SpongeBob that he needs to get some cheese. Which means that it is time for SpongeBob and Patrick to head over to the carnival because the carnival is back in town. That's right, Fish Hooks Park is apparently the name of uh, of, of the place where all the hooks hang out. Uh, but it is once again just another collectathon. You're collecting cheese from the hooks and and not getting hooked by the hooks. Uh, both SpongeBob and uh, Squidward this time around actually is, is helping out in this mini game. You get to play as Squidward. Um, one of the cooler parts, but here's a little bit of another, an annoyance thing. I don't know what Squidward was doing at the time when SpongeBob came up to him. He was either doing really painful yoga or shouting. I don't know. It's, it's like the one part that stuck with me as a kid as the worst part of the game. The one part I didn't like, I was like, I know Squidward's a little eccentric, but this was just this was just crazy. Plankton then orders the sea ants again to to bring the bring the Krabby Patties from SpongeBob's house to the chum bucket. Um, but he says they say every you know, eventually the word everything gets kind of confused with and they're like, OK, we'll bring everything. And they literally rob SpongeBob's house and bring all of his stuff to the chum bucket uh, it, there are some funny gags here, some visual gags, uh, in the cutscenes. Some like very quick. Like, whoever was writing this game definitely was trying to implement uh, uh some of their humor into the SpongeBob world. It doesn't necessarily work 100 of the time, but some of the gags do land. I they made me chuckle a few times. Um, uh, eventually, uh, SpongeBob gets the last recorder from Plankton and is ordered that he must pay plankton a hundred dollars to get gary which means that uh spongebob goes to the one person who would have money mr krabs uh mr krabs is uh, on a ship and you need to help him defend his ship from the flying dutchman um you're, you're basically going from it's kind of like a tower defense type game you're just kind of going around a Cannons and shooting different pirates, and you know the Flying Dutchman getting involved. Eventually, you help Mr. Krabs. He you he lets you borrow a hundred dollars, which definitely is out of the character of Mr. Krabs. Although I, I don't know, this is early Mr. Krabs, so he wasn't as frugal as he eventually would become and uh, cheap. SpongeBob then goes to the Chum Bucket with the money, only to find that Gary actually escaped from Plankton himself. He actually didn't need SpongeBob's help. So they they celebrate and go home at the same time. Uh, the sea ants finally come back to the chum bucket, delivering all of SpongeBob's stuff. And, uh, as he counts the Krabby Patties, Plankton hears, uh, his voice coming from something else and looking down. Now, um, one thing I failed to mention is that through this entire experience with the tape recorders, Plankton had this goal in mind that these tape recorders would self-destruct, kind of like the old Inspector Gadget cartoons in which, uh, Chief Quimby's notes to gadget would always explode in like five seconds and he en- would end up always throwing it away towards Chief Quimby, who would then eat the explosion, which was a play, I believe on the original Mission Impossible show, the old TV show. I think it was from Mission Impossible. I don't who had the exploding? I gotta I gotta look this up live. Uh, exploding note. or no, you know what? this page this page will self-destruct. Boom! Yeah, Mission Impossible. I knew it. Uh, That's definitely been a trope uh, for a long time. It's been used in so many different pieces of media. So the, the end result of this is that this entire time Plankton was trying to get one of his tape recorders to explode, they never really do in the way that he wants. And here he finds himself on top of one of his tape recorders. Which is about to self-destruct and uh, explodes the chum bucket. Uh, now, luckily, plankton and the ants get out, but uh, but yeah, the chum bucket explodes at the end of the of the wrong side of the story. Uh, now, on the right side of the story, it's kind of the feature attraction. It's it's what you're sold about. The fact that plankton built this robotic Mr. Krabs has this army of sea ants, and it's it's your job to to stop him. Now, when the uh, when the story mode starts, Plankton actually hires the sea ants and explains his his what he needs done. He needs the Krabby Patties uh, taken, and that he's building a Mr. Krabs robot that the sea ants will help in getting the Krabby Patties together. So the first level in this in this part of the game is actually Invasion of the Patty Snatchers, which is the same one from the Wrong Side of collecting the pieces of the Krabby Patty together. Uh, most people may actually play this part of the game first. They may play as robo-crabs first. It it might be a little bit jarring to start a Spongebob game, start on the right side of the bed, and here you are playing as robo-crabs. But you play through the level, you collect all the Krabby Patties. Um, at this moment, when the sea ants try to go back to the chum bucket, the robo-crabs malfunctions, loses control which then Spongebob shows up, notices the uh, the robot in the distance, and realizes that Plankton has built uh, a Mr. Krabs robot, therefore he needs to warn Mr. Krabs, who Squidward says is out on a treasure hunt. Uh, Spongebob then decides that he needs to drive to wherever Mr. Krabs is, so he needs to go to Mrs. Puffs to get a learnings- learner's permit. Uh, Storyline purposes, they had to find a way for- so that... These very similar levels could work on both sides of the story. Um, and so far, I mean, so good. It's it's a little weird, but it is what it is. So you're going to play through Mrs. Puff's Boating School again. Uh, the level is called Boating School 101. Uh, after this uh, little bit, Spongebob does end up getting his learner's permit again, um, which is, is pretty hilarious that just... Anytime, I guess, he wants to get a learner's permit, SpongeBob is able to on the first try. Unless you had a tough time beating this game, therefore, you know, and SpongeBob was still struggling as well. Uh, Eventually, SpongeBob runs into Patrick, shows him his learner's permit. Patrick laughs at the embarrassing picture on the license and SpongeBob gets angry. Uh, SpongeBob then yells at Patrick and the wind blows the license away. When they try to get the license, it's been eaten by a clam who proceeds to spit up pieces of the license all over Patrick's face. Um th- this transition to this next level is definitely the one of the weakest ones in the entire game, but at this moment they run into the carnival like literally it's just hey the carnival's here let's let's play and then you get to play through the carnival level again with spongebob and patrick uh this level called who cut the cheese which is a play on a fart um yeah so you play through who cut the cheese now and after they have finished playing mr spongebob notices that the robo crabs is on a hook as well and then remembers that he has to warn mr Krabs. so you you can see the writing here as to as to you know ha- they started this story of SpongeBob you know wanting to warn Mr. Krabs about this robot and they're like well well how do we get from you know this mini game to this mini game to this one uh, th- this is uh, the one of the weaker links along with the the whole who cut the cheese in this part of the level it it doesn't make sense they I, I, I'm sure they could have found a way for spongebob and or patrick to need cheese but i think they just took an easy way to to get all these to to make sense um once he he remembers that he is uh, uh needs to go help mr Krabs, he hitches a ride on a jellyfish only for the jellyfish to drop him off at jellyfish fields where sandy is hanging out and and needs spongebob to be her jellyfishing partner um sandy shows a lot of enthusiasm for jellyfishing in this uh game and I'm happy about that it's pretty cool um so we we go through the jellyfishing level again which does include uh using the pop guns to catch jellyfish and in the mini game is called hide and go jellyfishing uh and once again kudos to whoever put in big Lenny in this uh in this game here absolutely love it the final part of the game brings Spongebob straight to Mr. Krabs on his pirate ship, just like the last level of the previous storyline. Uh, Mr. Krabs tells Spongebob that uh, the Flying Dutchman is approaching and plans on stealing Mr. Krabs's treasure. And, of course, nothing of it is going to be touched because Spongebob has already done this before on the wrong side of the bed. It's the exact same uh, minigame, and it's called Save Me Money. Um, once Spongebob helps out Mr. Krabs... Um, Mr. Krabs is warned of Robocrabs. Um, Mr. Krabs at this point isn't phased at all about Robocrabs and just laughs about it and jokes about Plankton's latest college-educated plan. This angers Plankton, who is watching the chaos unfold, and he orders the sea ants to activate Robocrabs' weaponry, but hits the self-destruct button. And unfortunately, even though the uh, ants try to rescue the Krabby Patties, Everything is destroyed, Plankton swears revenge, and we are done with Operation Krabby Patty. As you can tell, even without playing this game, all you need to hear is that it's 5 mini-games, they all have the same, very similar control scheme, now there's different objectives in each one, but they all are relatively similar, and there is a slight thread to connect the few. There are some bright spots in this game. A lot of them have to do with the voice acting. It is top-notch, as it always is. Um, We do get Tom Kenny, Bill Fagerbakke, Roger Bumpus, Carolyn Lawrence, uh, Mary Jo Catlett, and Doug Lawrence Um, from SpongeBob SquarePants to voice their respective characters, unfortunately. We do not get Clancy Brown playing Mr. Krabs in this game. We do get, however, Joe White. Who would go on to voice Mr. Krabs in three SpongeBob video games? Technically, two of uh, three, yeah, no, three, three, technically four, um, because he is credited as playing Mr. Krabs in Super Sponge. Operation Krabby Patty, Battle for Bikini Bottom, and then of course his voice acting for Battle for Bikini Bottom was reused for Rehydrated He also played Mermaid Man in Employee of the Month which we will eventually get to, Battle for Bikini Bottom, and of course Rehydrated as well. Now even though in America Operation Krabby Patty came out first, uh, Spongebob Squarepants Super Sponge, which is the next game we'll be looking at, came out first in Europe on August 13th 2001. It didn't get a North American release until November 5th, which is why it places after Operation Krabby Patty. I have no idea which game started production, which game was Joe White's first performance. I I mean, I, without playing as, I have never beaten Super Sponge. Like, it'll be the first time I beat that game when I play it for this channel, um, this show, and uh, I don't know how much voice acting is in that game. For all I know, that could be his very first time playing Mr. Krabs. But this game could also be his very first time as well. He's not Mr. Krabs, though. Now, I have no idea the people they had access to. I have no idea why Clancy Brown didn't want to do it. Um, I'm not saying that that there could have been anyone there better suited to voice Mr. Krabs than Joe White. Clearly, he did... So, you know, he did a good enough job for somebody to be asked to come back multiple times to voice the character. So um, he he definitely had the good side of somebody, but it, it just doesn't fit. You, you know, I, even if it was a good impression, you would know it was it was not uh, Clancy Brown. But for some reason, Joe's version of Mr. Krabs just wears it on his chest that it's just not Clancy Brown. Um, you get used to the voice. If you've played these games long enough, but um, it, it is definitely distracting, especially when everybody else is on point. Uh, this is the very first SpongeBob game to use a 3D engine. The uh, the game Super Sponge does have 3D graphics, being a PS1 game, but only for the backgrounds. It is actually a two, basically like a 2.5D platformer, where the characters are are two dimensional, but everything else is is three dimensional. Um, it, it's going to be a fun time getting through that. Uh, this is, as mentioned, the very first SpongeBob game released for PC. You may you may consider Nicktoons Racing, but come on now, that's 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 not real here. I mean, after going through, having played this game as a kid and gone back and playing it again, um, there there's a level of charm that this game will always personally have for me, and and I'm sure some of you out there, you could listen day and night from people who say this game is bad. Um, and you're not going to necessarily disagree with them, but you know it's nostalgia is a powerful, powerful, powerful feeling uh, when you play something that just it brings you back. It makes you think of those old times, and uh, here you have a game that like, look, if you grew up and this game came out and you played it on your PC, you you remember it. Um, I I don't remember being upset at this game when i was a kid i don't remember laughing at it or thinking it was a bad i i played through it a few times i didn't play through it once and then was done with it it kind of became you know just once in a while once you beat the game you can kind of go back and play any of the levels so if you really wanted to go back and play squidward and who cut the cheese from the wrong side of the bed you can certainly do that um I had a blast going back and playing through this game. It has loads of references to the show. Your Kelp Nougat Crunch Bars you can find in the in the levels that give SpongeBob health. Um, the references to sci-fi stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, you you get references to FedEx, references to Survivor. Uh, this is a fun little neat game. It it, it sits up there as just for an early licensed game in the SpongeBob canon uh, this is a a decent game can't really say that it's bad if you're someone who likes playing old school games likes playing older you know video games you're always interested in that hey find yourself a copy of Operation Krabby Patty online or elsewhere and and give it a try see see how you enjoy it you know see what you can find out of it like I did because I like I said, I mean this this one sits on a positive side for me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna uh, you know, what's crazy is I am an optimistic person. I am a positive person, but there there are already games that I know about coming down the road that I can be negative about. I don't have to be negative about absolutely everything. Um, the the faults in this game are harmless because of its time and place. PC games at this time were kind of cheaply made. They weren't really, you know, you could look at the effort that some software developers were putting in through at the time and point to the, you know, licensee games. And it's there were two different industries basically running. There were people making art, and then there were others making money. It's two different camps. But almost every kid PC game at the time that I remember playing, there was some quality to it, and there was some cheapness to it. Uh, that, those are the ones that I ran into. But for me, I can understand the cheapness. Um, the, the, there was, There's was some quality here. There is some quality, certainly in the voice acting done by the actors. There is some quality. The, the CGI cutscenes, like looking through 2021 glasses, may not look great. But by back, you know, hey, 2001, when we're talking, you know, Shrek time, I get it. But for a SpongeBob game. 3D graphics ain't that bad. Hey, we we can look past that here. But if you've never played Operation Krabby Patty, it is well worth going out of your way to try it. Um, if you don't want to, going up and looking some gameplay up on YouTube will suffice the experience of Operation Krabby Patty. Um, pay attention to our YouTube channel. Eventually, I'll have the gameplay videos of both Legend of the Lost Spatula and Operation Krabby Patty coming up. So uh, I'll make sure to make those known if you are an audio-only listener when those drop on the YouTube channel. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Ready Crew. Thank you for being a part of... Of the Ready Crew, I greatly appreciate it. If you are a fan of this show, any way that you can help is appreciated by me. Share this around to any other SpongeBob fans. Uh, go to our Twitter account at I'm Ready Podcast. Go to our Instagram account at SpongeBob Podcast. I'm going to make sure to have a link tree. In uh if you're if you go to either of those social medias, there will be a link tree that'll give you access to all of our different social medias and also how you can help as a fan. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. If you ever have any questions you would like me to read out in the show, you can email me at snailmail at euphonics.com, UFO NYX.com. So this is this week for the Squarecast. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you here next week. Stay safe, mateys. Ah!